0: from the rookie it is uh, mid-january it's in uh, fact the 14th i think it so. is, yeah, yeah. we're at the effort replay third round watford against bristol city currently second half currently one nil to watford quiet isn't it like it's a bit quiet but i think that's to be expected relatively small
1: crowd it's very very cold and uh, of course we're coming off the back of uh, a string of uh, rather unimpressive results especially here at vicarage road so um, it was interesting to hear uh Cedinho say mm that he wants to get the crowd going. He understands that it's not up to the crowd to get him going, it's up to the team to get us going. So uh, let's hope that can happen, certainly a bit more in second
0: half. Well, uh, as we always say, this is from the Rookie End. We are Life on what fans. Season ticket holders of the Rookie End, and these podcasts are taken on uh, Life with what fan. Uh, my name's John, with me is uh, Mike. Hi. And uh, Jason. Hello. And uh, this podcast, uh, Andy. Greetings. The first part we're going to do here this evening uh, at Vickers Road. The second part, Andy and Mike, are off to Bournemouth. Um, it is the, the week where we play teams. We're going with B, and we're brothers. And we're brothers. You are brothers. brothers. Have things got better? We shall find out at Watford. <laughs> oh, we haven't scored, so come not that much brother.
2: A podcast made by Watford fans, fans for Watford fans <laughs> from the Rookery end.
0: This is a last podcast. Not a lot's happened.
2: Literally, not a lot's happened. Yeah, not a lot of football
0: matches happened. But what's really getting me down at the moment is that I don't like being a Watford fan. Oh, John. I know. What it is, the amount of moaning that's going <laughs> on around me, as I say moaning about it, but the amount of moaning that I hear around the McCoy End of people picking at every single little thing that's sort of going wrong. I want to turn around and say, look, don't bum out your whole weekend, mate. But you're, but you're, not, uh, you're not a hippie, so you don't say bum out. <laughs> <do you? laughs> Just get on with it, and you know, there was one point on Saturday's reading where we were one down. It was the end of the game. Forestier had come on. They were really pushing for it. The ball came out to him on the um, on the right-hand side of the um, of the box, and he tried to volley it in. Now, no was going, oh, what are you doing?" I just laugh. It was so stupid that you even think about it. Yeah, you have you have the you have the ability, John, to to view things like that. You
1: can switch off, and but you've got to remember you've got to put it into a bit of context and people have been coming here for the last six, seven, eight games and not being treated to any decent performances no. or any goals so there has been there's been very very little to get excited about and if you sort of put that through the filter of where we hoped we were going to be at this stage you can, you can really understand the frustration and it is the football fans right to criticise, I think. I mean, I will agree with you to a degree that criticising absolutely everything that doesn't go perfectly to plan is taking
0: it a bit far. This broke literally like criticism in the first minute.
1: Well, you'll <laughs> get people like that. But by the same token, you'll get people like your good self who would prefer not to criticise. So you you could be accused
0: um, of being, you know, too positive all the time and not seeing the not seeing the negative. Now you say the one that introduced You, you said you said where we hope to be. No, Andy. You've
3: been on the podcast this year. At the beginning been the year. Where did you hope by the 14th of January, Watford would have been? Well, I think obviously I think we'd have wanted to have been higher than we are, and obviously had a better run of results than we have been having. I think we're in danger at the moment of it sort of petering out already, really. And I think following such a good season last year, which we exceeded expectations, I think certainly this year we're, we're, we're below where we everybody thought we would be. I wasn't one of these people who thought we were going to be winning the league at a canter by any stretch of the imagination. Certainly thought we'd be in touch and, and, and challenging, so certainly the playoffs. So in my mind, we're a fair way behind, behind where we should be and where we're expected to be. But it's a new team really as well. It's, there, are, there are new players compared to last, last season and it just hasn't been going our way this year we're here at the, uh, the Bristol City replay
1: and I actually heard a, a, an interesting quote from a chap, John Marks interviewed someone before the game at Ashton Gate and I think at that stage we were I don't know, seven or eight points off the playoffs and the guy said, you know, we're only you know, two or three wins away from really being in the playoff shaker but it actually feels like we're 20 points off yeah, and I thought that summed it up quite nicely we we're actually in touch but we feel completely out of touch, and I think that goes—that's born out of those that, that run of of home performances, which have been really, really bad. The away performances haven't been that bad at all. If you if you look at them in isolation, that run of bad home this, results I have think really, really only lost, lost.
3: Is it two away? Yeah. So, yeah we've really and, and, and yet we haven't been getting the results at home. Far Millwall, you know, it's been appalling run, really. Certainly relegation form rather than any sort of yeah. promotion form at home. So, Jason, what kind of season is it, is it going to be
2: to you? I think the guys have hit the nail on the head in terms of yeah, how it feels at the moment. Interestingly, if you look at the league table, if you look at all the teams near the top, at the top top ten or so, I don't think we've beaten any of them. You don't get until you get to the sort of Huddersfield Wigan who is sort of mid-table when you start to see the teams that we've beaten. Um, and that, that makes it look quite obvious. We, we're just not good enough as we are we're not good enough against the, the good teams but we're able to get results against the poorer sides in most cases so yeah, so you look at it in that way Yeah, we, we just aren't looking good enough but it is frustrating because we were promised by Gianfranco last season that we would be challenging in the, for the automatic promotion stops so, and that's where everyone's expectations have come from on the back of a good season last season so that is probably why you're hearing lots of money going on unless there are thousands of people here every game. Mike said different people we've moaning about different things, so yeah, you probably will hear a lot of moaning when a lot of things are going wrong. On our Facebook group facebook.com forward slash
0: Mike, you asked a question. I said, well, after the Reading game, we said it's been another tough day at the office against Reading,
1: and we found ourselves nine points out of the playoffs at that point, and nine points away from relegation. So, I asked, how's it going to go? Uh, three choices. Number one, we're going to make the playoffs. Number two, is it going to be a season of mid-table medi- mediocrity? on number three we're doomed league one here we come now Mike one two or three for you before Reading I would have said I would have said one I thought we've got the squad here that's capable we just need one game like the blue touch paper away we go I think I'm having to come to terms with the fact that we just need to stabilise have a decent season bed this squad in um, and then really push on next year so for me
3: I'm going to say two two Andy yeah I'm with Mike on that one I think um, as things stand I think we've uh, we have got good players but the the team hasn't clicked as it as it did last year and um, at the moment I think it's not necessarily a bad thing I think expectation is was too high at the start of the season and I think if we can have a solid solid mid-table season and and set up for next year it won't be a bad thing and uh, Jason Um, well I think before I choose my number
2: (laughs) um (laughs) What, what I expect the rest of the season is, one, for Sanino to make things solid, like you said, start from the back, uh, and then what I'd like to see is a late run. Now, where that late run takes us, we don't know. It will be interesting to see. Personally, I think we will be too, mid-table, but you never know. I, it, it, what I want to see is that is that late run, is Sanino having had the chance to make a difference after a couple of months and see the team push on ready to have another go having a test the season next season.
0: Exactly, that, that, exactly how I feel. It's like, let's get things sorted, let's, but let's see the building now, not let's get through this season. I want to see the growth now. Uh, in fact, that was the overall uh, feeling. There was, uh, out of the uh, 16%, she said, the playoffs were, were still uh, there to be to grab that. And I think uh, we, we must take time to salute those 16%. Yeah, Your optimism is really brilliant. Applauded. we applauded me, enjoy that. Um, uh, 8%! Yeah! Yeah! So Lewis McGugan uh, getting the second goal. That was the optimism from those 16% yeah, exactly. who <laughs> well said it. Well done, the 16%. I didn't on the the 16%. <laughs> I uh, 76% of you did say that it is a mid-table mediocrity season. And only 8%, which actually was only one person, said uh, we were doomed for League One. Shame fair. on that person. Well,
1: no, fair play to you. Sort of, uh, yeah, like you're in a dark place. You've got to
0: embrace a dark place sometimes, haven't you? Um, so it's, we, we'll see what happens, but uh, we're still not in the promised land yet. Well, do you know what? Just just leading on from that,
1: and unlike me, to want to have the final word, I know. But <laughs> um, we all said we all kind of agreed on mid-table mediocrity, and. In it, with, with, with last year looking at last year that does seem like a bit of a failure but by the same token in any other year in the last sort of 10, yeah. 15, 20 years yeah. we had a season where we got the East Stand belt we got the stadium finished we've added to the squad we've won a couple of games stick to big, big, big
0: results 5-1 or 6 yeah you know I think if we do it, it still wouldn't be a disastrous no. season if we don't get in the playoffs you know, the, you know, the, the, you yeah. know one of my favourite seasons of ever in fact was that second season under Malky Mackay because we did alright, we did really well for what we had, and we won some big games and had some really fun away trips and all the rest of it. I mean, that's the interesting thing about this season is that I think <coughs> Watford fans are still finding
1: it hard to come to terms with what's happening and not really knowing how to feel. And I think that's where the, there's some of the, 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 the negative energy and criticism's coming from because there is that sort of sense of deflation, but it's so easy not to, not to see all the good stuff that's happening. And... You know, East Ham's happening. You know, this Alexander Merkel guy, who's one of the, one of the bright young things in world football, signed for, for, for Watford. A Swedish international striker has signed. Um, we're looking at getting other players in. Alman Abdi's coming back. And all of a sudden, you know, the, the, the landscape of Watford has changed so, so much. The success measure might be different to what we thought it would be. It's still going to be a successful season in as much as the club will have moved forward. There have been disappointments along the way, but... It's, it's just really important, I think, to keep a, like a, a helicopter view, look down on everything that's happening, and try and
3: enjoy some of those things as well. Sorry to interrupt, Mike, but I think as football fans. It's the Parkin family <laughs> trait! <laughs> as football fans, it's easy to take the good things for granted, like Mike mentions the East End and things like that, and us getting good players like Angelo and um, Merkel and, and all those things that, that, that are here now, and we take them for granted, missed passes and things like that aren't going our way at the moment. Easy to uh, moan about. There's a goal to tell you about that a lot of people would have this down as a home banker. Didn't start that way,
0: but it's looking that way now. Johnny Phillips.
2: There's unbelievable scenes here at Vicarage Road, Jeff. Watford are playing amazingly. You're listening to From the Rookery End. He's
0: coming on. He's coming on, Mike. It's a big moment, this, because... When you, whenever you
1: ask anyone what's, what's gone wrong with this season the answer invariably has been Almond Dabdi and he's coming back on so it's um, this is one of our last this is our last ace on the sleeve we're playing here so uh, great to see him back Let's hope he can, uh, he can do the bits. Already, it's more fun. Probably in the Watford fans, fun again. We can't even apart. but scoring goals almost at will. creating in Johnson's world. Here comes Almanabdi. We going up. We going up.
0: With, let's just enter the building
2: from the rookery end. Every touch,
0: by am I Is getting that Olay? It's exciting time.
1: Well, it's interesting, isn't it? What, how, what difference it can make? It just lifts, lifts the mood and. Uh...
0: Yeah, it's great to see him back. Really, really strong really Take him to the box. <laughs> last night, the Ballon d'Or was given out. Uh, won by Cristiano Ronaldo, beating Lana Messi. And uh, Frank Ribery. Yeah. Uh, and Mike, we had to find out who the Ballon d'Or was for the best player for Watford for the last 12 months. The calendar year yeah. of 2013. There were many people. And I want you to each take someone and sort of say why they should be. Mike. Troy Dean. yeah. He got, a, uh, he got a lot of votes from,
1: uh, from fellow Hornets. And I think with good, with good reason, too, because that boy has scored goals. He scored goals last year, and in what we've already discussed has been a fairly troubled season this year, has continued to score goals as well. You know, he's got either 11 or 12, not sure how many it is. And scoring goals in this division is, is a hard thing to do. Last year he had victory, which might have made his life a little bit easier, but this year he certainly had to scrap and work hard for his goals, and he's and he's still delivered. And if you look in the in the goals column, there's there's plenty there for him. So you can't argue goals with matches, and if he's if he's delivering them, you can't really argue with that as a as a contribution. Um, in a better team, I think he'd score even more. So. Worthy a worthy nomination for over, for over the last
0: 12 months. i still like to see him score more, though. OK. Um, maybe that's a reason for him not to win the award. My choice is going to be Lloyd Doyley. <laughs> well, not Lewis Medellin, John. <laughs> <laughs> no, really? <laughs> I do no, well, I just don't. You know, I still don't have a, a, a lot of love. But well, I do have love for well, Lewis. Well, do he scored tonight, yeah. No, 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 still don't. I think I think what problem is I'm not saying he's a rubbish player. Okay, I know I go on about it a little bit. <laughs> That's good, it I know, thank you. Yeah, you have you know what? <laughs> if, if he had played for Watford two years ago, yeah, wouldn't he be the most like the best player in the entire team? It's when I compare it, and there's just certain times I've seen him where it slows up the game a little bit, and I think he tries to. Scored too many Sky Sports goals a week. Isn't that's my problem. One? I mean Andy, Andy's joking too so, because you have been fairly critical yeah. of him in the past. But he is one that splits splits opinion.
1: But mm, you know yeah. that's what it was about. Andy, Andy's, Andy's, a big fan, aren't you? A big advocate of Lewis McGoogan and yeah. um, other people's not other people's cup of
0: tea. So unfortunately, doesn't mean it for the whole calendar year 2013. So we can't include him in our vote. Uh, but my one actually with Lloyd Doyley. Now Lloyd, you know, I'm loving the fact that Lloyd is still getting picked. He's still working his way into games under his ninth manager picking him until recently, I think the last, the last game against Reading. Every game he played, we won. Maybe it's the, the romantic in me. I'm going to put Lloyd forward. And people did put Lloyd forward.
2: Jason, I'm going to put Alvin Abdi forward. And the man has just come on. Yeah, great timing. Thank you, Pepe, for doing that. Yeah, and, and talking about Abdi and forward, that's what he does. We all know how comfortable he is on the ball, but the way he can drive us forward, what we saw last season, he was a key part of that side great boxer box of fielder he could move from defence to attack so quickly yes it helps having players like Vidra inside that will make the runs that he can on to the end of his great balls as it were um, and it's also much. People might say well, he hasn't played for a big chunk of no, last year. No, that would year. be my
0: question, just. But it it,
2: it, it it is the fact that everyone else <laughs> has been so cack.
0: <laughs> Did once. you just say that
2: part? <laughs> <my days. laughs> yeah. Okay, just, 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 just and just simply. No, he hasn't played for a well. while. rust. It's, it, yeah. <coughs> it's the fact that everyone else has been so cack for the last three months when he's not been in the side. That <laughs> just goes to show what we've been missing. As Mike said earlier, it, uh, let's not. We're not going to. We're not going to say he is going to be the difference to to get our season back on track but he is a key player he has been a big part of the was a big part of that that great Watford side from last season that almost went up he was proud of the season and yeah the the numbers don't lie you know I like my stats and the fact that hundreds thousands I don't know when it was in the end Watford fans vote for him as player of the season I I don't need to tell you guys how good he is really
3: Andy yes your man the Ballad of All. I'm going with the mighty Ikechiani. And the reason being is because he, he, he seemed to have come on massively. You know, since he started his career as a, a Watford player, he wasn't always in the team. And uh, he's just improved massively um, throughout the last 12 months. Obviously getting international honours as well. And I think it, it summed it up for me in, in the Leeds game. He'd been out injured for a little while and we were struggling. Before that game, we had a, we had a really poor run results. He came back into that, that team and... First half, we looked at the different team, cruising into a, a 2 0 lead, um, and I just I just think he's full of energy. He's getting better all the time. He's come from you know nothing really, and uh, and I think uh, he can only get better and uh, would be a deserved winner. Okay, now award. Mike,
0: you're looking at the uh, the different feedback. The winner then, Mike, of the Ballad of for the 2013 calendar year is voted by the good folk of
1: Twitter. Of Facebook, they have gone for the one, the only. Me
2: meep, me. Meep. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Kechi Anya, And you're listening to from the Ukrainian.
0: Meep, meep. So uh, the game finishes. What for two? Uh, Bristol City yes, nil. Sound a bit more upbeat, to Yeah, and we're getting the play. Oh, Blackburn we... Rovers or Manchester City? <laughs> I think Blackburn Rovers. Statham, better for was it. Was it from the
2: Watford team? No. Uh, I don't what know. Noise I, I mean, that, Bristol, that was a, that was a Bristol City will probably come away feeling a bit upset and annoyed that they didn't get at least take it to extra time. It took a lucky goal, a lucky deflection, two lucky deflections for the first one, and the moment of magic from your favourite player, Lewis McGugan. Um, <laughs> I think, I think that's a bit unfair, James. I think the second half, I think Watford absolutely
1: dominated, especially after the second goal. And we had probably three I or knew. four very, very good. Yeah,
2: John, John will tell you goals change games, and we did look a bit a lot more confident than we did. But even so, I, I, we it should have been one, or they should have scored right at time And again, that would have changed the game. I think Because yeah, the think. fact that Crystal City didn't take their chances meant that we were able to take it a bit more easier in yeah. the second half. And it's I w- I w- it's the nuts for sweets and nuts. We've been looking for <laughs> we've been looking for something to turn yeah. it round yeah.
0: for us.
1: Yeah, and I think we we've got we'll take. That. That, gladly.
0: Um, well, I, I would have liked a, a couple more goals. There were some, mo- a few more very close chances that weren't quite taken. Maybe it was a, a fantastic, um, positive um, uh, performance from the Bristol City goalkeeper that stopped down Mighty Hornets. <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> That's positive enough, isn't it? Goodness, so, Andy and Mike off Bournemouth. to Bournemouth. Yep,
4: we'll um, to another.
0: Uh, yes, for a lovely day by the sea. Yep. I'm sure it'll be sunny. Positive on that. So, uh, you'll be reporting back. Uh, on uh, how that game goes whereas I'm a chat to John Marks but on on in the FA Cup we go Wimbledon yeah. Wembley.
2: Read the musings and ramblings on the podcast blog
3: at fromtherookeryend.com
2: It's now
1: Saturday and we're in the car we're heading down to, well where, where are we going Andy?
3: Bournemouth Michael
1: and why are we going there?
3: to watch the mighty Golden Boys.
1: That's right, it's uh, it's Watford v Bournemouth, we're not far away from uh, from reaching the ground now. Uh, Andy, what do you think we need from today's game?
3: From Tuesday's result, which is a great result really, I think we need a win uh, most definitely and a good performance for me, that would be the best outcome for today and setting up some good league form which is what we need to improve on obviously.
1: Let's hope the boys can deliver and so, uh, what we'll be doing as well as watching the football we'll be chatting to John Marks, a familiar voice to many of you, commentates on pretty much every Watford game, so it would be good to catch up with John, hear what he has to say about the season so far, and really get his view on, on where we go from here really, because it does feel like we're at the crossroads a bit, and we'll also hopefully be hearing from defender Daniel Pudil, hopefully be hearing from Dan after the game. We've arrived safe and sound at Bournemouth, we're oh. in the, Andy's obviously excited, I think he's just more excited about getting out of the car to be honest, he spent an hour and a half with me, and we're in the shadow of the Ted McDougall stand, as it stands, uh, on the way down, we were talking about the last time we came to Bournemouth, and we worked out, it was 1995 for a League Cup time. Was it the Coca-Cola Cup, Andy, back then, do you think? Sure. I'm, not sure. I'm not sure. It's quite early so. in the season, anyway. But I remember sitting in a car park, I don't know if it's this one, and we heard on the radio that that day, that O.J. Simpson had been found not guilty, one of the most iconic and controversial judicial systems in, a, in living memory. Click out for me. <laughs> Was it? Was it, right? We probably <laughs> don't have the legalities around <laughs> discussing uh, 20-year-old court cases, but we'll, we'll leave that there. Uh, also, what happened that game, Watford won on penalties... But in the ensuing excitement, Kevin Phillips was hit by a policeman <laughs> he thought, who, who evidently thought Kev Phillips was uh, he was a non-playing substitute. He just had a tracksuit on. He came hooning onto the pitch to celebrate Watford's win and got, got clocked by a policeman who obviously thought he was a pitch invader. So no idea if we're going to have that level of sort of excitement and uh, intrigue around today. But there's only one way to find out. We're going to go in and, uh, and see what happens. <laughs>
2: A podcast by Watford fans for Watford fans.
5: This
1: is from the referee. Stood uh, pitch side here at what was Dean Court, it's now the Kings.
5: <laughs>
1: Goldstand Stadium. <laughs> Goldstand Stadium, very, uh, very smart stadium. It's good, we're privileged to be here, and we're stood next to Kelly, who. It's an interesting day for you, Kelly. Why?
5: <laughs> um, because it's a bit of a head over heart situation. I'm a Watford supporter and I have been all of my life, but I've worked for AFC Bournemouth for the past 18 months, so I will be working for AFC Bournemouth this afternoon and watching Watford play against them, which is really, really, really surreal.
1: We've already had a glimpse into into the nightmare that it is today because we bumped into the chairman in the, um, in, the in reception. He's always he's always telling you not to get all grass and all this sort of thing. So you've obviously been having a bit of jiff and a bit of stick. You want Watford to win, though, obviously, right?
5: I better be careful because I don't want any the supporters to listen to that. and am one of um, that's one of my directors over there as well, so I have to keep very quiet. <laughs> <Watford? Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not a job interview. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 they don't work for the club. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough one because. Ironically the man that just interrupted us there is our commercial director and he's a Liverpool supporter and he's going to be in the same situation in a couple of weeks. My argument is when you support a big team like that you don't go through the mill like you do when you're a Watford or a lower league fan. And so my heart is very much wanting Watford to win this afternoon but he said to me on Monday you know it'll be rubbish in this office if we've lost. I do accept that. What's even worse this is a big game. At the beginning of the season when Bournemouth played Watford it was early doors. We didn't, we weren't expected to win. Now we're level on points. and it's it's a very big game so uh, it's tough it's tough
1: and so you've been forced to watch Watford from a bit of a distance, really, for the for the most part of the season. How's it been, sort of, from the outside looking in?
5: I found it tough last season, missing what was probably one of the best seasons that has ha- what is the best season that's happened since I was alive. I found that really tough. This season, I've suffered a lot of criticism here, probably worse because our scouts have been going there week in, week out, and telling me how bad Watford have been, <laughs> and I've had no defence. <laughs> <A bit laughs> um, like Watford. Yeah, it's disappointing, and I was sad when Zola went, but I believe that things are going to get more positive now, and I'm I'm looking forward to the rest of the season.
1: What can Watford expect? Expect from Bournemouth today?
5: <laughs> a very buoyed Bournemouth team. Um, I'm sure many supporters will know that we were set to lose Lewis Grabban a couple of days ago, which would have been a massive, massive blow for Bournemouth. He's been fantastic this season. Brighton met his release clause and he was off. He's been at Brighton last day or so. M- miracles have happened and we talked him into signing again. So they're going to be. He signed a three and a half year deal this morning. Supporters are buzzing. Bournemouth are buzzing. Uh, a lot of attack. They will play the wide men in at home. Um, they'll go forward a lot. A lot of passing, playing on the floor. I think it'll be a very good game, to be honest, because I think Watford will do something similar.
1: Right, Kelly, thank you so much. Let's hope from Watford win, come on your horse in the depths of one of the stands here at former uh, Bournemouth, St- what's it called, the stadium? Goldstands. Goldstands So You can tell by those dulcet tones we have a professional in our midst. The voice of Watford and increasingly the face of Watford with some good work on the uh, on the Hornets show, which uh, you've no doubt seen. John Marks, thanks for joining us on From the Recreation. Pleasure, yeah, as always. John, we've, it's interesting times as always being a Watford fan. We've seen, we're used to transfers us coming in really as, as a Watford fan at the moment. But we've seen uh, Javier Kuna go out, talk about Botoccio going out. He's actually starting today, so hopefully he's not going but obviously time will tell but the rumours are starting about sort of players going the other way. Are these sort of signs that things aren't going quite to plan?
4: I don't know about not going to plan, but um, I mean, I imagine, you know, it's still a, a, a big squad. Again, probably the European way is that there is uh, a heavy turnover of players, both in and out. We, we've only really experienced the in so far. I guess it was inevitable that, yeah, you know, footballers want to play football, first and foremost. In Javier Cunha's uh, case, I mean, he found himself playing against Real Madrid this week, didn't he? So <laughs> yeah. he couldn't quite get in the Watford uh, matchday 18, and then he's playing against Real Madrid, so if I was him I'd be thinking I've made the right decision there that, well, that
1: sums uh, up the bonkers world of Watford at the moment doesn't yeah, it
4: absolutely absolutely Christian Batocchio is another one that I'm sure just wants to play regularly he's an Italy under 21 international there are European championships coming up and I'm sure he's got aspirations of trying to force his way into you know, the full squad and stuff so he will want to, want to play regularly and from what we've seen in uh, every time that he has played, he hasn't let us down and probably does well and play, playing perhaps a little bit more regularly. You can certainly understand maybe players wanting to do that. It's inevitability, I imagine, of the process of throwing lots of players at something that at some point there is a tipping point and some are going to have to go
1: we can't dress it up. It's been tough as a supporter to watch the football over the last, last sort of, well, two or three months, really, especially those who don't go away. They haven't had haven't had much to cheer about. Obviously, before a game today, you get all optimistic again, thinking about the playoffs and thinking, OK, if we win today and get on a run. But what's the feeling? You're at the training ground a fair bit. And you, you you get to, to gaze the mood of the players. What, what's the feeling like in the camp?
4: I should just say, it not been great to commentate on. Certainly those home defeats when we haven't been scoring, there's not been a lot to talk about, really. Um, but I still think that the the mood is a positive one, that there's only one aspiration, and that's looking up the table at the playoff places, and I've just said in my preview this afternoon, we're nine points off the playoff places, but... We're only nine points above the bottom three. We are absolutely mid-table, and if we don't improve the current form, then you know if there is going to be any end-of-season excitement, then we need to make sure that it's at the top end of the table and not the bottom end. I think that's certainly the, the vibe that they still feel that anything is possible. Which, of course, it is. We've seen we've seen teams get promoted from far worse situations than than we find ourselves in at the moment. I still think that that's the mood. It's still a we can still do this.
1: Yeah. I was interested to see a tweet you sent out, and I've seen you heard you mention it in other places about. about the Manchester City Cup tie. A lot of fans have perhaps been a little bit more apathetic than they might have been had the, the form been better and, of course, had we not played them last year. But you, you're you very firm of the opinion that, that this, is, this is an important
4: game for Watford and, more specifically, this group of players. I think so. I, I just think, and it's just my opinion, it's not anything that I'm not necessarily basing on any fact here at all. It's just something that I, I just feel that this group of players, maybe they need something to inspire them to... to drag them together. I mean, you know, they are they are all talented footballers. So you know, you look down the back of the programme today and you could pick any eleven out of those however many players are listed and we wouldn't be disappointed with any of them playing for our club. They are all very, very talented. But as yet we've not seen them really gel as a team and that's what's missing, something is missing and I, I just wonder whether you know, a big tie like this, with the number of players that we've got who've got experience of playing in big matches in other countries, that it's not something that perhaps they will fear, I can quite understand, I really do appreciate the, the view of some supporters that it's not as exciting as it was last year and maybe they would have preferred a more romantic tie I, I just wonder whether this group of players is more suited to going to a Manchester City than it is maybe to going get beaten up at a Stevenage or a Rochdale in the fourth round of the FA Cup. I'm not suggesting for any minute that I'm getting ahead of myself and <laughs> thinking that well, we can go there and cause an upset. Let's hope we can and, you know, it would be fantastic. But I, that, that's my reasoning that maybe this things the individuals we've got will relish that opportunity to go and play on the big stage because they're more used to it than maybe they would have done going a few miles up the road to Stevenage against a Graham Wesley team that would quite take absolute pleasure in kicking us 16 feet in the air and dumping <laughs> us in the mud.
1: I mean, you get to see virtually every Watton game. I'd be surprised if, you, if you've missed one this year. Nine points from relegation, nine points from the playoffs.
4: How's it going to go? <laughs> That's, that's the million-dollar question, isn't it? I always try and be positive, and there is enough talent in this squad still to be a positive season. we yet to see the evidence of that, though, and I will counter that. I'm not going to be blind with my optimism. So, as it stands at the moment, I'd say that maybe it's a mid-table finish. I hope I'm wrong, because obviously we want we don't want the season to peter out um, and spend two months really just treading water waiting for the next perhaps turnover of players in the summer into who's going to line up next season I'm going to remain positive but it starts today for me that you've got to roll your sleeves up and come on a Well, it's not wet yet, but it's a a blustery, chilly um, January afternoon on the south coast. A small stadium, I've just been talking about Stevenage and Rochdale. I mean, no disrespect to them, but these are the type of places that you've got to come and get a result of here. I guess we'd have been better off with this run of away from, probably winning three and losing three of the six that we've drawn. Um, So it's great not getting beat, but we need to start turning those into wins. And if, and it is a big if you could put three, four wins together or win four out of the next five then suddenly the season will look very, very different so let's hope that can be the case
1: Just one last one John, I mean you mentioned the stadium here it's got four sides ours is going to have four sides here and, you know, I think is it worth reminding ourselves supporters, that the Pozzos are here for, for a long time, not a good time However, we end up mid-table with a completed victory Road stadium, with a settled squad. It's not a disaster, is it? And the, the, the owners presumably wouldn't view it as such either.
4: They might view it that it hasn't turned out how they wanted it to, but no, as you quite rightly say, they're here for the long term and I, I really believe that it's a when, not if, that, that this club will get promoted and will have success under this ownership. And success in the short term, right here, right now, is that we're going to have a four-sided stadium and that's, that's incredibly exciting. The players... They brought in our quality footballers, and at some point, that's going to click. It very, very, very nearly happened last season. We don't even want to think about 18 months ago as to where we might have been had the, had they not come in and, and you know, taken over Watford. So, yeah, plenty to look forward to. Might be some short-term pain that we're going through at the moment, but I think it'll be long-term gain.
1: Wise words, as always, from John Marks. We're looking at looking at the watches. 20 to three. He's got to go. Thanks, John.
2: Stay in the loop and get involved on facebook.com slash rookeryend.
1: So it's finished here at Bournemouth. After 97 minutes, Bournemouth won, Watford won. Andy, where do we start with that?
3: Climbing. I don't know. Well, <laughs> <it's> really, <laughs> I'm, I'm out of breath to be honest. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. First half, you know, nothing really in it. Uh, canceled each other out, I thought, in both teams. Bournemouth probably having better chances than what for what for having one shot and then the Angela goal. And the oh, yeah. it was too. indeed and on the stroke of half time. So going into half time, you know, having not played amazingly well but decent, we go in with a one one nil lead, so couldn't really be better. And then <laughs> and then um, all, all hell broke loose. Yeah, basically two penalties. second one I don't think was a penalty. Confusion over the first within in terms of I think we're pretty sure that X pulled pull the guy back. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, Angel is gone. Um, uh, and it, I mean, it's um, uh, yeah. I mean, it's a lot to take in, to be honest.
1: But to be clear, I think the first, the first one was definitely a penalty. Yeah, I think. But so. the, the slightly sort of concerning thing was the linesman didn't have a clue. The ref was looking for the linesman for confirmation for confirmation. It took a long time to give it as well. Yeah. Well, I don't think he could see the linesman who did have the flag across his chest. To signify the the foul and the penalty, but then the, the linesman was literally looking around, looking at each Watford player to try and jog his memory as to who he should send off, and and ultimately I think he got it wrong. But Andy, we said we said on the way here that we said we wanted to kickstart our season, take a bit of get a bit of form going, and it's not really what we
3: needed, was it? No, I mean that's uh, that's done nothing for us really. I mean we're going to lose either Angela or round for. Three games. I, I'd take it would be three games. I mean, the, the positive thing out of it is really dug in at the end. You know, we had seven minutes extra time, uh, injury time, I should say. Um, and they really dug in. You know, I mean, Pudil um, took one in the face, I believe. It, you know, which was a sure, sure goal. Pudil threw himself in front of it and saved a certain goal, which is uh, which is good to see. And it's not, you know, it reminded me of Charlton last year a little bit. Got, people got stuck in. Bournemouth were coming in and waves. It's the first time I've seen us have a corner and not have anybody up. Yeah. And we actually did get a corner in the last minute, but I think positives to take. Probably we'll take the point after uh, Angela going and um, digging in, and, and, and we'll take a point, but not the win we wanted.
1: Right, Andy and I, we're actually stood in the, I think it's the home... Home dugout here yeah, so at yeah. Bournemouth. Yeah, so Andy's Eddie Howe, and I'm uh, I don't know what I'd be. Fitness coach, perhaps? Probably not. 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 Anyway, we're just about to um, we're just about to interview uh, Daniel Pudil, who's on his way out to talk to us. It would be great and worth pointing out. Andy, i have got to ask him to start with about that that block he made towards
3: the end because he really did keep Watford in it, didn't he? Absolutely. Yeah, I think I, I don't know whether we mentioned. Uh, uh, and we knew save, but obviously, and we knew save. Apparently, two great saves straight away after, and then. Um, but uh, Daniel Pudil, Pudil put his uh, body on the line, literally, um, and uh, blocked a short goal. Yeah. Um, so uh, he saved, saved, it, saved, us two points. Yeah, me? basically. Yes. So, uh,
1: we'll we'll kick off with asking uh, asking Daniel about that. He's on his way uh, out to see us now, so we'll. Here he comes. Uh, we're delighted to be joined by Daniel Pudil. Our Daniel, thanks for joining us on from the Recurrent. Hi. We're we'll talking to you after the Bournemouth game. Um, I'm looking at your face. It looks like it's all right, but you—you'll you, you, be arguing you saved us two points with that last ditch challenge at the end, that's saving the ball there.
6: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was quite difficult, but yeah, it was a nice cross from the from the right side. I just—I just, I just stand in the goal, so I, I was doing—I uh, did everything to to save the ball and hit my <laughs> my balls, but, <laughs> but 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 doesn't matter. It was really really hurts but uh, uh, yeah, the points is, is most most important. That's what were we, we were wondering hit uh, you. Yeah, it's either face or ball. The... No, no. <laughs> if it's in the face, maybe it's better, but. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't care right now because we have the point. So, yeah, of course, we are disappointing because we would like to win the game. But, yeah, everyone saw what's, what's going on on the pitch. So, yeah, we have the one point. So, we have to looking forward. One point, two balls. So everything's everything's <laughs>
1: everything's okay. Yeah, I'm, li- I'm lucky because I have a child, so I don't. <laughs> <have to play>. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe no more after that. But, uh, <laughs> so Daniel, you've been. This is your into your sort of second season with Watford. You're one of the more established players of the of the new breed of Watford, if you like. How have things changed in your, in your time at Watford.
6: Yeah, the time change, of course. Uh, everyone was disappointing because because the Gianfranco left. Uh, yeah, it was was yeah. This is the part of the football we cannot do anything. But now the new manager came. I think he looks more solid in the back. And uh, yeah, we will do everything to to grow up uh, our performance and everything. So we would like to be in the top six because this is the most important right now for us. And yeah, we will do it, everything. Uh, we have the team Still one game less. So yeah, this is this is one of our targets right now. Okay, we didn't play well for the last few 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 weeks, but since the new manager came, I said he looks more solid. We didn't concede many goals, and yeah, now we are to be struggling in the front. We couldn't score many goals, but. Hopefully we, we catch up again and uh, we will find a rhythm. Do you think that helped today? To Being more solid at the back, obviously going down to 10 men. Yeah, I think so. I think everyone saw, like, even with the 10 players, we were, we were solid in the, in the back, then they didn't have any really big chance okay they do the penalties but I would, don't want to talk about these ones but okay. yeah it oh look, look, yeah, <laughs> looks good yeah of course obviously it's difficult if you play one one player less so we, we couldn't go high we're just standing in our, our, our position and yeah just try to to hold to the point. It seemed like you when you joined Watford. It
1: seemed like you settled very quickly. We we often seen you with your boy out on the, on the pitch. Was that a, a a signal of how happy you were at Watford? Was it was it a, was it a nice place to be? Was it easy to make the switch from Granada to Watford?
6: Yeah, yeah, you are right. Uh, since I came, I was I felt really really good. Uh, the supporters and uh, the club and the players, every, everything was was perfect. Even my my girlfriend loved it. Uh, so yeah, since since we came. Uh, we are so happy here, so we would like to do everything to to promote. So, yeah, this is one uh, our target. I think, mean, not just mine, but uh, the the other rest of the place as well. Obviously, a yeah, yeah. frequent visitor of Top Golf as well, Daniel. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we've seen a few tweets with uh, you in Ferroni, is it? That you get along with most of the time? Yeah, yeah, you are right. Yeah, we we got the uh, we got uh, some some card some diamond card from the from the Top Golf. So thanks, thanks, you, is, thanks who's for who's this. He's a top top golfer. Yeah. To them to do that. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite good. I didn't I didn't play like uh, since I came to to Watford. So I just really? try, try when I came here to I just try to to practice a little bit. I bought open my club, so I'm doing just now often. So yeah, I like it. Um, I used to bring my son as, as well there, yeah. so he liked it as well. You got a free card for top golf. How many times do you get it in the uh, furthest hole away? You it, it on on the, the black one, the yeah, black Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, this is far away for me. So uh, I think I hit. Uh, be honest, like twice, three times. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not so much. But how, how I said, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I'm practiced right now, so it's for me it's like, like to relax because, you know, we are quite busy. Yeah, uh, we have many sessions, many games in the, in the year. So sometimes I'm just going there to to relax with friends. So I'm enjoying that.
1: And the other thing we've noticed about you, tattoos. <laughs> Big fan of the tats. Which is, have you got a favorite? Have you got any plans for any more? Do have, have they any got any particular significance or?
6: Yeah, I love the tattoos but uh, I think we have the more guys in the, in the dressing room who has more uh, even than me so uh, maybe you can ask them but yeah of course I like the tattoos maybe I will do it uh, more but right now I'm I'm satisfied with my my arm so we will see what's going on. Okay, who has got the most? Uh Fitz Hall. Yeah. Yeah, okay. he's old all body. His whole body. Yeah, it looks really nice because he's quite tall and he's you know like his body's uh, twice than mine, so <laughs> he looks really good. I'm not going to ask him to see his whole body. Doug. I don't <laughs> think
1: I don't think it will go down too well. And just in terms of the rest of the season, obviously it's it's not dead. It's it's been a difficult couple of couple of months really for, for Watford and and as supporters. It's been difficult to watch the home games where we haven't been doing yeah. so well. What can you say to the supporters? How how are we going to turn it around? How are going to how are we going to kick on?
6: Yeah, I said, since uh, the new manager came, I think we look more solid and we do everything to be to be better. Uh, so we have to say thanks to the supporters, are, because they are quite good always. Even they are losing, they are always staying behind us. So uh, this is the thanks for them. Even today they was, they was unbelievable, so they push us. Yeah, uh, now we have the one game less. Next weekend we are playing against the Man City, so this means we're going to have two games less. <laughs> so we'll see what's going on after, but yeah, we have to go... Game by game, this is uh, this is most important for us. So now we're gonna prepare ourselves for the Manchester City, and then we will see. Easy. <laughs> well, you, you talked about the sports, Tell me if you have to go by the way. No, Did I don't you? know. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, or
1: if you get bored. We're just no, no, go it's okay, no worries. We talked about the uh, we talked about the supporters and th- they have made a bit of an effort to make a bit more noise. And but the one thing we're missing is that is songs. I think for for individual players. Have you got any ideas? Do you sing at each other in the dressing room? Has anyone got any nicknames or is there anything that the supporters could use to come up with a song? Or is there one we should sing for you?
6: <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, maybe this, last season they were they were they yeah, are really great because like we were we were top of the league and yeah they enjoy maybe even more and the, the this season is like, it's a little bit difficult for us as well because they they the players and the opponent they, they knew us and they are already prepared ourselves for this game so yeah. For me just uh, say that I I would like to tell them a little thanks because they, they are really unbelievable. This is this is most important for us because they are always staying behind us. And yeah. We'll see maybe they will they will find some, things, uh, some song and they will they will sing. We'll see what we can do. Now we're standing in Bournemouth. It's quite a small stadium. You're
1: used to playing La Liga. You played un, you know under 21 in international football. You played in, in big stadiums. How different is it playing in, in England to your, your previous career?
6: I love England. This is this is perfect perfect uh, football uh, country. So. Even the small small uh, stadium like this, it's it's quite quite nice and uh, always full. So if you play. In front of the 10,000 or 12,000 people, it's always nice. So this is this is special for the England. You have the always full stadium, and this is most important.
1: And one of, one of the things that Watford fans are excited about is getting the new stand at Vicarage Road. But the, does that make a difference for the players? Do you think having you know having four sides or yeah, do you not notice? I,
6: I think so. I think so. Because right now we have just three ones. So if you just play on the, the other side, so no one is there, so no one is to, there to support you. So yeah, hopefully we are looking forward forward to, to have the whole stadium and then then promote. And just finally your your favourite moment as a Watford player so far. Yeah, of course it was the final in the Wembley. Uh, okay we we didn't we didn't win the game but it was also nice to play in the big stadium and in front of the, the forty five thousand supporters from Watford. Yeah, we didn't we didn't make him happy but hopefully in the future we're gonna make it. It was just a dress rehearsal, right? Yeah. Brilliant. Daniel, thank you so much. You awesome.
2: A podcast made by Watford fans, fans for Watford fans from
3: the Rookery end.
2: That's it.
1: They turn the lights off here at Bournemouth. It's, it's time to go home, Andy. So if we look back to the start of the season and we beat we beat Bournemouth six one, and we've just sort of talked talked about that game. We we're happy to come away with with a one all really, and, and putting that into context, the season's not really
3: going to plan at the moment, is it? Not really, not really. But um, you know, as Daniel Piddell said um you know there's a long way to go we've got two two games in hand it could be a, a curse sometimes it's not always good to have a, two games in hand it's good to have points on the board but you know a point a point game today i think um the way things unfolded um so we've got to be happy with a point i think today but looking forward you know a bit of fun next weekend at man city yeah uh, we, i think we should all go there and just enjoy it see what happens and then um get our heads down and uh, get on with the rest of the season and see if we can scrape into those playoffs. That's a fair summation. And when we look, we look at back at the,
1: at the history books, this isn't one that you will, will remember, and I don't think it'll prove to be pivotal, but it was, it, it was a good point. We, we showed good uh, resilience and good resolve to, to come away with the point after, uh, after all the penalty madness. So... Um, there you go, on to the next um, we'll be recording the next podcast at the Middlesbrough game so you'll hear from us then in the meantime if you want to get in touch you can get in touch with um, me on Twitter Rookery Mike, uh, John is a Rookery John and there's of course Jace Bailey, he refuses to conform at Rookery Mike, at Rookery John and at Jace Bailey you can see um, what we're going on, what's going on on the website www.fromtherookeryend.com and of course is our old favourite Facebook uh, facebook.com slash Rookeryend Thank you very, very much to, to Kelly, uh, to John Marks, to Daniel Pudil, and to, and, and to Manuel Almunia for, for rescuing a, a point. Keep your chins up, keep the faith, come on your horns. Bye-bye.